Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. What have past LDS leaders said about overcoming? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week, we've been looking at two conference messages that were given in October 2022 dealing with the subject of perfection and dealing with the subject of overcoming. The first was a talk that was given by Paul Johnson of the 70s, and the second given by 17th President Russell M. Nelson. Now, what's intriguing about this, one talks about perfection and one talks about overcoming, but yet they want to give us the impression that this perfection should not be expected in this lifetime and overcoming should not be expected in this lifetime. But yet both are essential, you would think, to gaining what Latter-day Saints call the celestial kingdom or eternal life. So today we want to look at some of the things that these two men have said, such as Paul Johnson saying that perfection should not be expected in this lifetime, and also what Russell M. Nelson said regarding overcoming. He said, overcoming the world certainly does not mean becoming perfect in this life, nor does it mean that your problems will magically evaporate because they won't. The problem we have with these statements is, is it's not a consistent message. We have other leaders who have said things very differently, and we want to look at some of the citations from past leaders to see, well, what have they said about this? And if they say something that's different, who is the one that Latter-day Saints should trust? What is the safest way to go? But we're going to be giving a lot of citations. If you're driving along in the car, it might seem overwhelming. So we're going to take the quotes we're going to read right now, and they come out of your book, Bill, in their own words. But we're also going to include other quotes. We'll have twice as many on this issue of overcome. If you go to our website, mrm.org slash overcome, one word overcome, and that will give you the quotes we're going to be giving you right now. I think it should be said that we have no problem when it comes to sanctification of wanting to overcome the evil that is in our lives. We have no problem with that whatsoever. The problem we have with LDS theology is you must overcome this evil in order to be justified. When it comes to that, we have to draw a line. Let me give you an example. Joseph Smith, the founder of the LDS movement, said, To be justified before God, we must love one another, we must overcome evil, we must visit the fatherless and the widow in their affliction, and we must keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Now, you see, when you say we must love one another, we must visit the fatherless and the widow in their affliction, and we must keep ourselves unspotted from the world, I don't have an objection to that, but that's sanctification, Notice what Joseph Smith has done. He has put it under the category of justification, to where if you did not do these things, then you will not be justified before God, and you will obviously not have your sins forgiven. And in a Mormon context, you would not receive eternal life or celestial exaltation. What did Brigham Young say? Second president of the church said, We are commanded to overcome all of our lustful desires, 
Also, our pride, selfishness, and every evil propensity that pertains to the flesh to keep the commandments of God and all the commandments pertaining to the holy priesthood. He said that in Journal of Discourses, Volume 3, page 265. Now, he also said, if the Latter-day Saints live their religion, they will forsake iniquity and overcome the evil that the enemy of all righteousness causes to rise within them, until every passion and appetite is as perfectly under their own control as a patient animal they hold by the bit. We have Joseph Fielding Smith, the 10th president of the church. What did he say? He said, those who keep the full law and obey all the commandments of God are heirs of full salvation in the celestial kingdom, the glory of which the Son is spoken of as being typical. These overcome all things and receive a fullness of the blessings, power, and glory of the Father. And that's found in Doctrines of Salvation, volume 2, page 21. Now he says these, or in other words, these people who are keeping the full law and obeying all the commandments of God, those who are going to receive full salvation in the celestial kingdom, he said these do what? They have overcome all things. Now, do we get the impression that this is something that should be put off until after an individual has died? Well, we kind of got that impression from Nelson when he says that this kind of perfection is not going to come in this life. But Joseph Fielding Smith is seeming to give us the impression here that this is a possibility that we can do this in this life. Who's right? Who do we believe? Is Nelson telling Latter-day Saints the truth? Is Joseph Fielding Smith telling Latter-day Saints the truth? Is Alma 34, 32 through 35 telling Latter-day Saints the truth? And if you were listening earlier in the week, we spent a considerable amount of time going through what Alma 34 has to say on this issue and how these things must be done during this lifetime. Joseph Fielding Smith also says, It is my duty, it is yours, to be better today than I was yesterday and better tomorrow than you were today. Why? Because we are on that road. If we are keeping the commandments of the Lord, we are on the road to perfection. And that can only come through obedience and the desire in our hearts to overcome the world. So notice how overcoming the world and perfection is tied in in this statement made by Joseph Fielding Smith, the 10th president of the church. A church manual teachings the presence of the church, Harold B. Lee. Lee said this, there is only one objective so far as our Father's work is concerned, and that is that in the end, when we shall have finished our work here on earth, whether after a short space of time or a long, we too shall have overcome the world and have earned the right to that place called the celestial kingdom. That's found on pages 230 and 231. Some might look at Harold B. Lee's comment and try to read into this as somehow he is saying or implying that this can be done after we finished our work here on earth. Notice he says, whether after a short space of time or a long, we too shall have overcome the world and have earned the right to that place called the celestial kingdom. This kind of thinking makes me wonder, though, how can you draw a conclusion that somehow you're going to have the opportunity after you die when Alma 34 says that's not possible? It says that no labor can be performed after this life, and it also tells us that you can't repent after this life. 
So though a Latter-day Saint leader might make it sound positive to a member, how does that work in light of what their written scripture is telling us? If you're a Christian who likes to evangelize Latter-day Saints, you need to really study Alma chapter 34. When I bring up this passage, I can't tell you how often, they'll say, well, you can do it later. And then I start reading and they say, well, and they start coming up with excuses. But as you read through there, and then you get to the part that says, where the devil doth seal you his, the reason they don't know how to deal with that passage is there's no way to deal with the passage as what Mormonism teaches that is possible through the work in the temple, baptisms for the dead, second chance salvation. That is contrary to what Mormonism teaches. In fact, we should bring up that idea of a second chance salvation. Bruce McConkie made it very clear for the Latter-day Saints, there are no second chance salvations. Well, then we have Melvin J. Ballard. Ballard was a Mormon apostle. He lived around the turn of the century. He had a conference message that speaks to this in October of 1912. But in the book, Melvin J. Ballard, Sermons and Missionary Services of Melvin J. Ballard, on page 241, he says this, uh, Then every man and woman who is putting off until the next life the task of correcting and overcoming the weakness of the flesh are s- sentencing themselves to years of bondage for no man or woman will come forth in the resurrection until they have completed their work, until they have overcome, until they have done as much as they can do. Ballard also said, A man may receive the priesthood and all its privileges and blessings, But until he learns to overcome the flesh, his temper, his tongue, his disposition to indulge in the things God has forbidden, he cannot come into the celestial kingdom of God. He goes on and says he must overcome either in this life or in the life to come, but this life is the time in which men are to repent. Do not let any of us imagine that we can go down to the grave not having overcome the corruptions of the flesh and then lose in the grave all our sins and evil tendencies They will be with us. They will be with the Spirit when separated from the body. This statement just makes my head explode. Because notice he's making it very clear that you have to learn to overcome the flesh, your temper, your tongue, disposition to indulge in the things that God has forbidden. If you don't, you cannot come into the celestial kingdom of God. But then he goes on to say, we must overcome either in this life or in the life to come. What in the world does that mean in light of Alma 34? It would seem that if you have not controlled your temper, if you have not controlled your tongue, that you have a disposition to indulge in the things that God has forbidden, then you need to repent. But you can't do that after you die. It cannot take place in the life to come. So what is Melvin J. Ballard even saying here. It just doesn't seem to make sense in light of what their written scripture tells us in the Book of Mormon and what some of these later leaders are trying to say to the membership at that particular time. I'm sure words like that are very comforting to the Latter-day Saint. Why? Because they know they probably have not overcome their flesh, they have not overcome their temper, their tongue, or their disposition to indulge in the things God has forbidden. And because they haven't, they know they cannot come into the celestial kingdom of God. Bill, let me give you one more quote. This comes from Shane N. M. Bowen, and it's Fasting with Power, Ensign Magazine. 
April of 2009, page 66. The Lord promises not only the power to overcome all of our sins, but also light, health, and righteousness in our lives. King Benjamin referred to this self-mastery as overcoming the natural man. He taught that the natural man is an enemy to God, always has been, and ever will be. If we don't overcome the natural man in this life and become a saint through the atonement of Christ, and that's from Mosiah 3.19 in the Book of Mormon, we will never live with our Father in heaven again. And again, I think we should state, Eric, that we certainly are not against trying to be able to overcome the sins that are in our life. I'm not real comfortable with this phrase, self-mastery. Now, that's a phrase that even I think Kimball uses. This self-mastery is if somehow I've had the ability to overcome all my sins. Yeah, maybe some of the things that bothered me as an early Christian 40 years ago, they don't bother me at all today. But as I've said many times on this show, the problem I have now, having walked with the Lord as many decades as I have, it's not the big things so much that really bother me. It's those stinking little things. Because now as I've grown in Christ, I've recognized that those little things that still plague me as a fallen man are still things that bother Christ. But at the same time, because Jesus paid it all, I can rest in the fact that my sins are forgiven and that he is enough. And that's why I want to put my trust in what he did. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.